happy Friday. Um, I want to say congrats because if everything goes hopefully as planned, you should have a little one by this day. We are recording. This is this true. Early in We're the recording. Week. So we'll see how things go. We'll keep yeah. everything posted, but we will. Fingers crossed. Yes. So um, if you already caught it, we'll probably post it on our Instagram, just saying a congrats to Ken. Um, but, you know, we'll keep you guys updated. But today we are going over research. Um, I know that's something that usually we don't talk too much about. Uh, but we're going to talk about why that is. So unless, Ken, you got anything else? Nope, let's do it. Let's do it. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. We look like we're headbangers right now because me and Ken were dancing our heads back and forth. Um, I was just listening to the tune in my head. What were you singing? I had a little bit of, you know... uh, Oh, oh our intro. Oh, was that what was in your head? That (laughs) That was not. I listen to that all the time. Dude, I hear it like places now, I swear. (laughs) But that is not today's topic. (laughs) Uh, Today's topic, we are talking about research, and we're talking. We're going to dive into a little bit about why, you know, PTAs aren't as involved. I would say, and um, whether or not you do a lot of looking up. Like Ken, do you do a lot of research on your own time? I would say prior to starting this podcast, probably like almost nothing. Yeah. And since starting this now, podcast. Now, since starting the podcast, definitely a lot more. Yeah, I agree on that. I do a lot more. But even with the podcast, I don't know if I really do like journal article, like full on research, like reading articles. Like there's some here and there. And definitely when we're looking at certain topics, um, I dive in a little bit deeper on some of like the actual research out there. But it's so hard, I feel like, to figure that out. Um, and one of the reasons why is like I came across an article um, by a PT who runs, uh, it looks like they run a physical therapy site and they were talking about PTAs in research and why we don't see that very often. And one of the points that he brought up was like even when he was in PT school, there wasn't a huge amount of research and it wasn't until he was out that did he start doing a little bit more fully understanding and then now the program that he used to be in has like a whole entire class just dedicated to research journals and how he's watching new PTs come out and they're being more, they're heavier on the research. And I would have to say, like, I've actually seen this happen. Like a lot more PTs who've come out of school recently are really diving into research and really backing up some of their stuff with research. But as for PTA... I don't really recall having a research part in my PTA program. Now I had, and I had to dig really deep to remember if I did. And, and I was how telling it before, like, went correctly. Yeah, like I, I remember doing it, but I don't really know to what extent and for how long. I just know we presented a few articles in front of the class and talked about it, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I know a good chunk about research because in my undergrad, in my kinesiology course, one of our classes was literally a research class. You had to bring up a hypothesis, 
you then had to come up with a test. Then you had to perform all the testing. Like I, we did a whole research, um, which is I was actually very fortunate. If I, if you listened to our last episode, I talked about presenting, um, and that was one of the things I presented at a conference was my research that I did um, in school, which was really neat. Um, but again, for as a PTA. I don't feel like there's that much we kind of go over about research and um, it's like, okay, how can we change that? And do we even really need to look at research? Like, what do you feel, Ken? Do you feel like PTAs really need to look at research that often? So I would say, was it like maybe two months ago now? So we did an episode on imposter syndrome and we did an episode on the there was like there's like one well there's one week where i just felt like my skills were not up to yeah. par right and when i talked to my pts they had two very different theories as to or at least two different methods as to ways i can improve myself and become a better pta and one pt said that there's a lot of hands-on skills he did a lot of like in-person training modules at events conferences his hospital supplied them for him. And the other PT said, all of that is rubbish. And what I should be doing is looking up research and articles. By the way, I always love how one of your PTs is like supportive in multiple different ways. And the other one's like, BS. This is what this is what. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Both good and bad reasons. Like, I get two completely Not different like, sides. Oh, this is great. But it sucks yeah, that it's just like... Both. Yeah, no, it's, it really is one way or the other. Um, but when I talked to him about it, he definitely was trying to educate me on the importance of research and how he feels like he has definitely improved his skills as to what works, what doesn't work. And all of that is through research. So mm-hmm. I think my thoughts on research has definitely gone up after hearing his reasons as to why I should be paying attention more to research. Yeah. And in this article, he brings up some great points of like why research is important. Um, I'm going to read just a couple of his points right now. Um, So one of them is, you know, you get evidence based information. And with that, you get to promote self assertment for current practice approaches. So like when you're doing something, you've got a reason of why you're backing it up, because, again, you've got research. Um, You can also help develop the direction of future information that is out, like future clinical research um, by reading up what you, you know, again, if you're reading research has that been done, I'm sure at one point you've been kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder how it applies to this. And, you, you know, that is something that can go down the field. And then also it just legitimizes the profession and assists with the advocacy of why, what we're doing and why we're doing it and why it's important. So like those are reasons on the clinical side that, um, you know, uh, research can be important. And then also it just can help with patients' outcomes too. So like on the clinical side for patients' benefits, It can improve clinical outcomes with more effective interventions because if you learn something new, you know, you might find something, a better way to treat something. Um, That's backed by by research. 
It also increases the standardization in clinic practices. This is a point he makes. I, at the same time, disagree with this point. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think we should ever try to standardize anything. I think it's good to have a guideline. But at the same time, as we know, bodies don't read textbooks. Bodies don't read researches. Each person responds differently, and I think you need to definitely treat the person as a person. And I'll kind of dive a little bit more down as we get into the research of things, too. Um, But it also can be a greater cost effectiveness for patients um, by having maybe something that might cost a little more up front, like dry kneeling, for example. But in the long run, they're going to PT less and less copay means, you know, they can save some money. Um, And then the last one was just transparency of where we got this from. You know, if you got research to back up what you're doing, you can show that to patients. Patients can even read it. And so um, there's definitely like benefits to going out there and reading research. Uh, You know, we also get to keep it uh, up to date with skills and things that are coming out because research doesn't mean just for, um, you know, our states. Those are a lot of research also can come from other countries, which sometimes is great because, you know, they sometimes get to have a little bit more leeway than we do on practicing certain things. And so we can at least come and show like, hey, no, this has really been effective and, um, you know, try to get things approved a little bit faster by having those research articles. But I will say that my PT that's really heavy on the research, he definitely does bring it up a lot with patients. Yeah. So he'll be talking to a patient about their low back pain, for example, and he has them do a certain exercise. And when they ask, oh, why am I doing this? He'll usually point to the research. Like, oh, well, in studies, there has been uh, successful outcomes when performing this exercise in tandem with this. Yeah. So he's definitely brings it up when he works with patients. And I think the more articles you reach, read then the easier that will become and just be able to apply those methods and in the long run like that's what it's for like you're supposed to try to improve the patient's outcomes and if it's back to our research and the patient sees benefit from it then it just kind of helps build that trust between the patient and the therapist agree and like in a lot of times too um you know, you might not know specifically, like, you could have read it and then you know that it's backed by research. But, like, I'm not going to remember every single exactly where I got my research from. But I can literally say certain things like, you know, the reason we do this is because research has shown. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm lying at any state or just pulling out of a book. Like, I've actually read that research. Now, I am bad my memory is not the greatest, I'll be honest. So, like, I can't, I can't be like, Oh, yeah, in Article 2 of Section 3 of Row 5, Paragraph, whatever, it states this exactly was the benefit of this research. Like, I can't pull that out. It's just not going to happen. Um, Again, memorization is not my strongest key. And so, you know, but at least I know for a fact that I did read up on it. This is where I got it, you know, kind of have an idea from and everything like that. So... Um, research definitely helps back up with patients a lot of the times. They're kind of like, okay, this isn't just something you're pulling out of your butt. 
Sometimes I swear they think this. Um, But as it goes for like PTA involvement in research, I think it's because of the fact that, and this article brought it up and this is what kind of stirred it, and I agree on this point, is the fact that early on in our career, we are not very exposed to research. Um, And so I think there is a lack of desire to kind of go out because we don't fully understand it either. Because let's just be honest, I don't know why. I feel like they make reading research articles or research journals very, very tough sometimes. Sometimes I'm like have to read it like five different times to understand what they're saying. And I'm like, oh, okay, why couldn't you literally say we did X, Y, and Z and this was that? <laughs> like, yeah, like this could have presented so much differently. But I feel yeah. like there is like a certain standardization to how research exactly. is presented. And so, so that is it might just take some time getting used to the wording and the phrasing and the way it's formatted. But once you kind of get the gist of it, I feel like you'll be able to sift the research a lot better, um, find what yeah. you're looking for in certain titles and things like that. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like if you don't know really like you read these, but you've never gone through like a full research class and breaking down like what this means, what that means. Like, it can be really hard to read these. However, though, if you actually go through a class that breaks down how to properly read a research article, then it really does help understanding it a lot quicker, a lot sooner. Um, It gives you more information and kind of backs up the information because, again, there's good researches and there's not some, some good researches. Of course, the more participants you have in a research is technically a better research versus if you have a limited to 10, you know, your outcomes are going to be a little bit more skewed because you're not pulling from as big. Um, Whether or not it's a blind study versus a double blind study, you know, that makes a world of difference. If it was a subjective study versus an actual measurement,al like something you can measure study, like that makes a difference. So there's all these different key factors. And honestly, this is something that I was taught in my undergrad school is you also need to look at who's paying for the research because sometimes the research can be skewed in a way that has the best outcomes for the person paying the research. Not saying they're great outcomes all the time, but, you know, that does play a part if it's, you know, something like, for example, the APTA's funding. You know, they're going to definitely be looking for things that are more beneficial for physical therapy research versus, like, if it was someone who's trying to disprove something else with physical therapy. Um, that's just an example. I'm not saying all of them are like that. There's also some independent studies, but it's it's definitely key as you get more in depth. Like, you know, if some if a grass... Just keeping an eye out for it. Yeah, exactly. And so I definitely agree with this. That I feel like because we aren't really taught early on within a school that when we actually get out into the field, it's kind of like, all right, you know, that's something that's not particularly always interests me. I don't really feel like it's necessary to do to do my job or to even grow my job. So I'm not going to even worry about research articles, which I agree and disagree. You don't technically need to do it. I don't think you need to read research articles to actually get the job done. 
However, though, if you want to grow and become better and you want to learn in the fields, I think research articles are something that should be sought after. What about yourself? No, I agree. I mean, it's just like my PT said, like, that's just a way you can improve yourself. I don't think it's the only way, but it's definitely one avenue to be able to do it. And if you like looking at research anyways, then it's definitely something that can take your skills to the next level. As well as when we talk to the, um, about the program for uh, bachelors and PTA, Mm -hmm. they even have a class dedicated to research. Yeah. So just like you kind of touch on it in some programs. I'm sure learning about like meta-analysis and cohort studies and double blinds, like that's all pretty standard, but really diving deep into studies isn't, I don't think too common in PTA programs and this bachelor's program, they definitely discussed on how they do take that research to the next level and how you can implement it in your practice. Yeah. And like, again, I got to learn a lot from my undergrad and that sparked an interest in me. Like I would love to be a part of helping with any type of research like that's something that when they ask me like what are you interested in it's one of those things that definitely I'm interested in and it's because of that class nothing that I did in PTA school that interested me and like I was saying with this article he says because we're not you know for PTAs we're not introduced early on it's easy to fade out when you get into the fields and just kind of brush it off to the side now I will say I have met PTs who come out and all they do is rely on the research and they kind of let their clinical skills or what they're seeing or anything like that kind of, well, that doesn't follow the research. We need to do by the research. And I'm like, not everything's going to apply to a specific someone. And that's why, like, even in the research, you'll see some people it worked, some people it didn't. Now, maybe the mass population it worked for based off the outcomes, but there's still people who you like, you might need to find a different route. And as an example, one of the things that popped up was um, they had done a research showing that if a patient wanted a procedure done so badly that most likely it was psychological versus physical. And I was like, well, I kind of disagree with that because half the time if you, you know, scored me on whether or not I felt like I needed something... I might come back saying I need it. And so are you not going to give that treatment because technically I scored too high on that. But even though we all actually know I need that treatment. So like that's some of the things that I think that we need to use our clinical judgment and skills to kind of weed through and use, but, you know, use it as a tool, not as a crutch, I guess you could say. On research. Yeah, like it's not, it's just not definitive. Like you said, like in the yeah. research itself, like there are people that it works on, even if it's the vast majority and some that it doesn't. So just know that there are people that will benefit from other methods and it's not the only way that something can be done. Yeah. And I don't really it, think anything is 100% effective. Like, oh, this is for sure the way we have to do things. Yeah. So definitely using our clinical judgment, our experience, like, hey, this is this helped the patient when I tried this, give it a try. If it helps, great. But I don't think it has to be exactly what the research says. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And that's where, you know, having that clinical judgment to weed out within those are, are great. 
Um, some ways that I was just uh, thinking in general, because I do want to say, like, if you're interested in growing, you know, your passion on research and you just don't really know how to get started on it, there are sometimes groups out there and you can look them up. I've seen ones in Facebook. There's sometimes ones within work. You could start one within your job of those who are kind of like instead of a book club, it's a research journal club. And so, you know, they, they find research uh, articles and they share with each other and they usually will have one that kind of they'll talk amongst each other of what they found in it and just ways to kind of keep each other, you know, going on research and discussing it over with peers and how could you implement it and things like that. So if you're looking into ways that, you know, you can kind of get help or, you know, even just accountability into looking into more research. That's one of those ways to do it. Again, you can find some groups on Facebook. You can find some groups through work. Like I know our work has a couple. Um, so that's definitely one way. The other way is even just kind of reading on your own, Googling what interests you in the field. Um, for example, me and my PT the other day started talking about red light therapy. And we just started discussing it and the interest of like actually wound care. How deep do we really think it would go? I even brought up, I, I know this sounds stupid, but I go, would it make a difference on different skin tones? Because red light, the whole point is your skin's supposed to absorb light differently. However, color does play a part within light and how, how much it absorbs. So does that change how deep it actually penetrates? Um, you know, and so so you can have those discussions and just like that interests me. So, of course, I've gone down a rabbit hole of looking into a little bit of red light therapy. Now, granted, there's not a whole lot within the PT realm. There's some within wound care and, or hospital care even. And it's like, OK, how can we implement that into PT? Um, so that's kind of like my two ways that I definitely want to put out there of ways you can kind of start looking into it and things to kind of get going on it. Um, do you have any, Ken? Um, as far as, like, research I've looked into or... Or just, like, any... If someone wants to get into it, how... What, like, what would you recommend? No, I didn't even know that the book clubs were a thing. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Uh, um, I would probably just kind of think if... That would be a great avenue to pursue if, throughout your work, they didn't really want to look into research... Like for me, for example, there's three therapists in total and I don't really know if they would be interested in picking an article a month and then discussing it by the end of the month or at the end of the week, whatever time allows. Mm -hmm. But I do think that joining some sort of research group, I think definitely would at least motivate you to one, look at research and two, expose yourself to more um, thoughts and kind of critical thinking ways of yep. approaching the same research. Yeah. But other than that, now just kind of looking up for yourself, kind of pursue it in the sense of just pursuing knowledge, and that's pretty much it. And I will say, if you're looking to get into research and, like, performing research and helping with that kind of stuff, I'm not going to lie, that's a harder avenue because, again, myself has been interested in that. Um but there's definitely the APTA does provide information on researches that they are funding. So you can look into that. Um, if you know anybody, if anybody's in it and you guys are 
you know, willing to share how you got into it, please let us know because we'd love to share that. I'm interested. Like I said, my company does have a couple of researches going on. And so that is always something maybe down the avenue I'm able to participate in. Um, Currently, no one in Vegas has anything going on that I'm aware of. But, you know, you never know. Put feelers out there. Always even sometimes reach out to those who um, were teachers in your class because sometimes they know things. That because a lot of times education will go hand in hand with some research, so you never know. Um, they might know someone who's got something going on and can help you. But definitely, also if you're looking into going into research more, see if you can take a class on it. Because I I will say hands down that was one of I know that sounds silly, but it was one of the most beneficial classes in my undergrad. I had a lot, and that was probably one of the one I remember one of the most in. Um, so you never know how, how it could turn out. Research seems scary, but in the long run, you can learn a lot from it and we can be a part of it. I think that's a big thing too, is a lot of times we think this is just PT or those who are doing the research related or doctors related. Honestly, though, it applies to us. It, you know, again, some things we might not be able to implement, but you know, again, if you've got the backing research, Take it to your PT. Hopefully, they're open to the idea um, of growing and everything like that. And you've got things to back it up versus just me like, hey, I heard this cool thing. Can we try it? <laughs> right. So, so that is definitely yeah. something to keep in mind. I agree. Um, well, I think that's any final thoughts if it's all. We wrapped no, it up think, pretty well. I think that's it for me. I think that was pretty good. All right. Well, you know where to catch us if you want to reach out. If anybody does research, like Laura said, uh, we love to hear from you guys. And until then, we hope you guys enjoy the weekend and we'll catch you guys next week. All right, guys. Bye.